I love that you're recording this in your studio while there is a class going on. Yes. I, I told everyone they get the live the live version. <laughs> Maybe we should go around and interview everyone and they can give us the real <laughs> Jess story or their version of the real Jess story. Oh, my gosh. It would be quite funny. Welcome back to the Hair Advantage podcast. I'm your host, Mel, and today I have with me co-founder of Fucking Good Retreats and owner <laughs> of the slow movement. I'm just going to call it the slow movement. We can yeah, dissect it later. Um, how are you, Jess? I'm pretty good, friend. Um, it's a nice overcast day in Perth. So Early morning, good. I, I don't know if you know this, but um, Steph, Adventure Physio Steph. Yeah, Adventure Steph. Yep. When I had breakfast with them when I was in Perth the other week, um, she's like, you bought the rain here. I'm like, it's not me. And then I come <laughs> home back to Adelaide and it rained solidly for a week <laughs> after having like 30 degree days while I was away. I'm like, what oh, is yeah. this? Well, you, you realize when you come to Bali, it'll probably typhoon for the whole week or something. And we'll never be able to leave. <laughs> Are you telling me? Wait, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> I don't know. Like when you're stuck inside, it's a bit annoying. Yeah, especially when you go there to be outside. Exactly. So Jess, tell us a little bit about the slow movement. How did, the, how did you come up with the name slow? Oh, boy. I think I've been toying with the name for probably longer than I've had video. So like, Years before, years before 2020 is when we opened, I was already playing with the GoPro name just because my philosophy for how I, I teach or I was teaching and now it's a collective of teachers was to back down the intensity of what we were doing in our classes because the, the social aspect, the social world we live in now is very stimulation go 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 um how much can we get in how much bigger can we get how much smaller can we get and instead of having um that playing into our at least exercise routine could we back that down and just go for quality backfill a few things for people in terms of you know exercise load um movement mobility you name it we've tried to implement it here so it's really the slow movement is really about giving yourself space to learn I suppose um learn and discover what you're capable of without having to go full hard all the time oh I have so many places that I want to take this and before we hit record we had a little bit of a conversation around uh basically our philosophies around health and my one question is you know before 2020 and before you opened the studio did you were you were you doing pilates on your own uh i was working for another studio in perth and i was doing a a lot of uh conference presenting or um assistant conference presenting at the time so i did that across the globe really for two years on mm-hmm. and off um which is like I learned a lot but it also opened my eyes to how I wanted to move forward with my teaching and ideas because it's totally different to how every other Pilates studio runs yeah well someone actually came in and rightly said that that what a lot of what you marketed 
type um, Pilates that you see is group fitness. It's not Pilates as it stands. So that's, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And that's what I feel comfortable telling people what um, group fitness Pilates is. So what is Pilates? Pilates is a system of exercises that was put together by Mr. Joseph Pilates in somewhere around the 1920s to essentially make people stronger, man. Like that's what, that's what he was doing. He was just doing it in a way, interestingly, that was not frenetic or um, that you needed to, you know, be at um, like an athletics field or in a gymnasium. So he'd taken what was known as medical gymnastics at the time and put his own spin on it. Um, The reason the equipment came about possibly is because he was not a great English speaker, so he needed to find ways to get people to do what he wanted without him having to talk all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, that's where the a lot of the equipment perhaps came from. Um, he was a super good inventor and he made a whole lot of different apparatus, even some that we don't see at all today um, popped in and out and they look quite funny, um, but like... In in his studio, had he had kettlebells, he had Indian clubs, he had weights, he had wall bars, all sorts of things, rings. So that's really what I modelled our studio on was the original New York 1940s Pilates studio or Contrology studio. I feel like, and I mean, I've only stepped foot in your studio once, but I feel like you just described your own studio. Yeah, exactly. How did you? Where did we go wrong with Pilates? Why is it this big chain movement that you know with and I'm not taking the piss out of Lululemon. I am a an Lululemon advocate, but like you know, matching set wearing bikini bod. Mm. Where did that like? Why are we seeing that in Pilates marketing, and why is it so much more than that? I think what happened over time is it became easier to like people got on to like hooked on to how beneficial it was to them, and then. I, I what I assume is a certain few people just got um grew a larger ego perhaps and we love and, egos <laughs> and yeah yeah love an ego we wouldn't be here without those large egos so there's some it's okay I think the the, the grown egos um just got went to town on marketing things like mat work for the masses because it was at the time say in like the 1980s, 1990s, when your aerobics and running and or bodybuilding and stuff was going around, there was a a push to the other side, which was lower intensity, a bit more body sustainable um, type of exercise to counterbalance that. So I think that's the wave that came in and propelled Pilates forward. Um, And then, you know, like, because it was a fad of the time, celebrities got in on it, they marketed it, and then the body image of said celebrities became the poster person. So now we have this image of Pilates, and it's now Reformer, so it's not even like Reformer Pilates isn't actually a thing. It's just doing group fitness on a Reformer. That image is your crop top, 
set folk and the marketing around that hard promotes that type of human being. And in my studio right now, there's men. Everyone's wearing a shirt. Everyone's probably wearing pajamas. Like <laughs> no one really rocks up in their their matching sets. Um, having a chat because everyone at here, everyone does their own programming. We don't have a lot of um, group fitness type. We have a few classes, but we're all at the level of our teaching where it still feels like you're getting personalized experience because we know that each human that walks in here is their own person. They're not, they're not trying to fit in with the crop top crowd um, or like pictures of sweaty abs on social media and, you know, that's what I see. And soft porn, like you said. Soft. It's the soft, the soft porn movement, which yeah. works for some, but in the end, it doesn't work for everyone. And that's how, you know, that's how Go Slow was really born, is that people that were sick of that that dynamic, where on earth were they gonna go to work themselves out? So it's the right people come to us um, or the people who are ready to learn. Oof. What's it like me as well? Um, I was only thinking about this yeah. the other day. Um, you know, I've got some people in my circle that are constantly asking me about supplements or like particular exercises and I'm like, cool, but what's this for? And kind of ask a broader picture. And I'm like, oh, actually, this is what you need. And they're like, okay. And then go and talk to someone else about supplements you know yeah. there has to be a willing a willingness to learn to, yeah. to start yeah so how did baby jess fall into <laughs> pilates and then when did she start to see you know in the creator club world we called it zigzag we call it you know the zigzagging mm-hmm. yeah like, when did you start to go this is what i want to do but holy shit this is not what i want to do I went, I came, I started doing Pilates with a friend. She just, she's like, oh, we're going to do this thing called Pilates. It was like 12 years ago when it was really new-ish in Perth. And, you know, like I was in my early 20s. So fitness and doing all the things was top level. And she's like, yeah, we'll get like really toned and sweaty and lengthened. (laughs) Were you a set wearing Pilates girl? (laughs) Not like that, no. I'm just like. Looking back now, I'm like, man, I'm so long already. Like, do I need to be longer? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so that's how I got into it. And then coming from, um, I came from a performing arts background. So music is my first thing that I did. And it was always a bit, a bit movement too. So I saw, I must have just felt a correlation between music and moving me in a way that was a bit more, um quality a bit more control over what I was doing rather than just flailing around and hoping for the best I mean interestingly enough when I actually went uh finish year 12 I did want to be a physio that was the thing I wanted to do but got lazy and did the thing I was good at instead (laughs) do you know what though because when I finished my undergrad which was human movement everyone Mm -hmm. went off and did physio and I'm like fuck touching people for the rest of your life (laughs) so maybe you innately knew that too (laughs) totally right um Um, and it's funny yeah sorry go no that was what that's how baby jess got into pilates baby jess what was the Um, other part of that how did i figure out oh the zigzag part yeah 
I reckon it was like I've always never been one to stay underneath the glass ceiling ever in my life. <laughs> just and I just you know but via quiet achievement and figuring out things on my own, I tend to be able to go through like just waft through, not break it, just get there, like it just disappears. Um, but I I definitely think having a lot of time to work on what I enjoy doing, which is innately helping helping folks be really good at movement um, and having the opportunity to travel worldwide for a few years, studying with a bunch of really good teachers, um, opened my eyes to what more uh, we could get out of Pilates in itself. And then being able to translate that to other humans. Um, but as I was going on, I was getting less and less um excited about group fitness so that stopped being something I enjoyed unless it was like a a program that I'd put together over time I was like I've never really been one for that every class is different you get heaps of variation because I'm just like how are people going to get better at doing heaps of variation like I don't and then I have to lead a class every time like what if these these folks learn how to actually move themselves well and be able to do it themselves you know like what that, that leads I know and that leads back to the whole the mat work that Mr Pilates taught was there for homework that wasn't something that was taught in the studio unless you didn't do your homework and then he'd force you to do it so there's always a learning aspect there it's just whether or not people had the oh someone's phone ringing <laughs> whether or not people's um people are able to implement that within their teaching. And I think there's a fear behind that of like, if these people can do the things themselves, then what role do I play perhaps? So that's where I really switched from or into being a teacher. I mean, that's rife in our industry in I'm the wellness, the fitness, the all yeah. of the industry where we see it's really funny. I had a client I was having an issue with a while back and one of my friends was like, oh, he's your renter friend. I'm like, what? And he was just literally paying me money to like <laughs> vent and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, I'm like, okay, every yeah. session I felt like I'd be teaching him the same thing over and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially why I stepped away too. I'm like, I want to give mm-hmm. you the tools. I want you mm-hmm. to be able to do the stuff yep. when I'm not here. And then when I'm not here, I want you to be able to build on it and take it in the own, your own direction. Interesting. Right? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. So we touched on this a little bit earlier. In amongst all of the Pilates stuff, you had a bit of your own health stuff going on. Yeah, probably for a, like a longer time than I give myself credit for that really came to a head at the beginning of 2022. Um, so even as a kid, I used to struggle quite badly with fatigue. Every time I get sick, I was knocked out for time. <clears throat> um, you know, like my body tissue is very flexible and mobile, so that definitely had something to play with it. And, you know, 30 years ago, it just wasn't something that the medical folk really looked out for. So 2022 came around and I was handling some really 
really bad fatigue. Like I'd pull myself together to get into uh, into work and still went to CrossFit, still did my workouts. And then one day pulled my good friend Alex O'Neill King's side and said, hey, mate, when I'm doing squats, why does it feel like I'm going to pass out? Holy shit. <laughs> she's like, oh, maybe we should look into that. So I started doing a lot of research on, um, you know, like, rheumatoid kind of stuff so we looked at all your, your standards rheumatoid arthritis pots hypermobility ehlers danners that type of stuff which i i still think there's an underlying pots thing there that hasn't been addressed because i'm generally healthy on the outside but if if i was put under like an exercise protocol with a like a really good um like like sport doctor I suppose I reckon they'd probably find something there but that's beside the point because I feel like I manage myself quite well so at that time I was just getting thrown from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor about I'm just like I can't this fatigue is not going anywhere I can't sleep anymore I'm too tired to eat it was just getting quite out of hand um, until I got to a sports doctor in Perth who gave me the diagnosis of REDS but I feel like that is a Band-Aid for everything that came before. However, the good thing that came out of this is I was handed off to a dietitian who essentially made me eat more that did help in the short term, but not so much the long term. So I did have, I still have quite intense waves of um, fatigue but I'm much more gracious with myself at those times. Also, I don't do Metcons anymore. <laughs> so Jess and I met a year ago, I think for the first time. And I was like, she's going to be my friend. She's going to be my friend. <laughs> yes. And there was just so yeah. many, like, I think it was the rollerblading. It was all these things. And now. Oh yeah. Roll skating, man. Quads, Sorry. not, not blades. Sorry. I'm not Barbie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then just before she's like, yeah, it's a bit of a joke. I don't do Metcons. I'm like, it's a bit of a joke. I don't do Metcons. <laughs> um, so good. But there's just so many little idiosyncrasies that, you know what, Jess doesn't know this yet, but we're in this for life now. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I know. I know these things. Come on. <laughs> So where did you, like when you say you're, you know, you've got, you've been given this diagnosis and for those of you listening, I just mm. took inverted commas to uh, mm-hmm. the diagnosis. You were seeing the dietitian, you're eating more. Mm-hmm. And then you just said mm-hmm. you started to be kinder to yourself and then more aware of what mm. was going on. What are yeah. the sort of conversations? Like you're a busy fucking woman. You're running your studio. Yeah. You're retreat. Massive you run training programs so what does it look like for you and what are the stories you have to reiterate to yourself to literally be nicer to yourself I think the first thing you've got to do is just accept where you're at because if you don't accept where you're at then how on earth are you going to go forward from there so times that I'm not sleeping well my energy is way down um I might be doing stacks of things and generally those things compound in one so I start overthinking more giving myself more work to do 
until I'm just like, hold on, I'm doing that thing because I'm tired and I'm trying not to be. So recognizing that, yes, fatigue management is probably going to be part of my life forever. When I'm tired, I know I'm not eating much because I'm too tired to cook or eat. I know that my workouts are not going to be the best quality. Um, I know that my work might not be at its best, but if you back off from what you're trying to make up, like the stories you tell yourself, then you start to figure out. So hypothetically, you know, your fatigue, your fatigue slipping in and you hear this like, you're fucking Uh, lazy, Jess, just do this. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about stories, that's the story. Like when you start to hear like mean voices, that's the story. Mean girl voices. Yeah. Well, like all these other people are doing things and you're not doing them. Like that's more what mine looks like. Then I've got to go, actually, I'm trying really hard right now, but I just, I can't, I've got to sleep. I've got to get my, get me back on track, which means probably not training and walking I walk instead. I'll skate instead. Um, I'll do my best to keep eating. Like that's, that's been a massive change is making sure I'm eating enough, regardless of whether I feel like it or not. Is that why you want me to come to Bali with you? So I can like, oh, that's sure you're on top of your eating. Yeah, I thought so. Definitely. Yeah. Like a conscience. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Like just doing like, I think it's just habits, you know, like you, you learn your habits that you've got to, you have to implement at times when they're, when the times are tough. And if you've got those habits to implement, you're going to get through no problem, but it's without having those in place is really hard because you slip out of those areas you know, your, your exercise goes down, you start getting angry at yourself. And then I think that's where people often get that. I'm, I'm not, I can't, I'm not coming back to this, the gym or the, or yoga or plays anymore, because it's, it's, I'm, I almost feel ashamed to go because I haven't been able to put myself in. So unless you're working with people who've been there, I understand why, but in a, that's why, you know, our environment that we have here is we have all been there. So we understand when people have ups and downs and that it's okay to step back and come back in. So that's the new story that I would tell myself. It's okay to step out because you can step back in again, no worries. And this is just how it is. And if you're honest with how you are, then no one's going to care. Like, and that's the truth. You're like, oh, yeah, been sick for a week. Cool. That's it. No questions. And if they are questioning, it's kind of like maybe they're not your people to be hanging around with in the first place. Totally. Yeah. Like I remember like when I first opened, they're like, oh, you know, you've got to, you have to work all the time and be available. And, and I was like, do I, because you're not all the time. Like that, that was hard because then I thought I had to be available all the time as well. So there's another thing that you have to try and work through. Um, I'm going to just jump backwards for a second. I think you were talking (laughs) about before, like the, um, the glass ceiling and how you like, you don't smash through it. You just kind of like, oh yeah, the vision that came to mind then was like Alice in Wonderland, (laughs) like going through different doors, like, Ooh, what's this one? And then all of a sudden Jess is doing this amazing thing over there. Um, yeah. When... Like, this is a really interesting conversation to the point of like really trying to understand your stories and understand rest. But 
more from what you're just saying, it's more so in the terms of like, yeah, fuck, I'm burning the candle at both ends. Have you really started to actually plan when you're resting, like when you're working and when you're playing as opposed to just going, fuck, I need to pull up? As a very non-structured individual, <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I go more with I know where my energy is through the day. So I'm much, much better in the morning than I am into the afternoon, midday to afternoon. So I tend to work more at that time because that's when my brain's a lot more active, make sure that I've got, you know, adequate food in there as well. And then by about midday, and we're talking like 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, like I'm very early. Um, so by about lunchtime, I'm starting to hit wall number one. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and that's when I'm just like, okay, rest time. So whether that's walk, sleep, swim, sauna, something like that, often makes me feel a lot better than just trying to push through or scroll on my phone um, and stuff like that. I'm a much better exerciser in the afternoon when I don't have to think as much. So if I'm overthinking exercise, then it's not as enjoyable. But if I'm a bit more tapped out, then I just tend to be a bit more like YOLO about it <laughs> and just and just go for it instead. Um, so I that like rest is I I do during the day because I have to. And then I'm I'm like, I'm down by nine. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> this is the other great thing about being in Perth, where we're all like <laughs> everyone goes to bed out. at seven. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. I'm like, I really have found my people. Um, so then how do you so let's just tie this all back in together. You know, mm-hmm. you've got this polite, you've got this glow slow movement. Glow That's slow, really- love it. That's a new one. That'll be like skincare, glow slow. <laughs> <laughs> I got it wrong, man. It's go slow. It is go slow. Yeah, yeah, it is. Glow slow. Um, you got this go slow movement. Yeah. Now I'm going, now I'm on the marketing campaign in my head about a glowing skincare. <laughs> uh, have that. you seen, uh, fuck, what's her name? She's like my favorite human being on the planet. Zoe Foster Blake's. Yeah. She's go-to. Yeah. Yeah. So like a, that's the sort of like, oh, we just could do so much more cool stuff. <laughs> uh, so go slow. You've got this glow, hmm. go slow movement. Back on the train, back on the train. Where we're really trying to tie in that one, getting giving people the autonomy to learn for themselves, educate themselves, and learn to move for themselves. So they're not constantly relying on a group fitness instructor standing in front of them giving exercises and then having them not really understand what it means. Yes, basically like Instagram, but in real life, like someone's just giving like harping at you, you know? Anyway, yes. And then with this, you know, tying in with the learning to rest and learning to recover and learning when your peaks and when your peaks and flows are, how -hmm. do you bring that into studio? So once you start having these, you know, giving people these programs, seeing them progress on their own, seeing them do these things and take charge for their own health, does the conversation continue after that? Definitely. So when... When people, you can see in someone's eyes when they're like, oh, I can, I'm doing the thing now. And it's really cool. Um, where I start to 
then turn is to how does this fit into the context of their life? Do we need to be doing this every day? Do we need to be doing this twice a week? Is everyone exercising outside of the studio? Is, is you know, are, are people living stressful lives? Do they have kids? Do they want to, you know, do they want to retire healthy? Is their nutrition good, et cetera, et cetera. So into the grander scope of things, we start looking at longevity, I guess. Well, that's like, a, I have a massive interest in longevity and being able to make sure we're sustaining ourselves for as long as possible, which doesn't mean going as hard as we can for as long as we can. Because if you look at a sprint, right? Like you go as hard as you can for a hundred meters and then you're done. Like you're so done. And the standard, you know, your everyday person who's not an Olympic sprinter will be, you know, I'd probably like tear a calf muscle or something like something would happen. But if you're, yeah, Mel just put her hand up. Um, <laughs> so like we want to be able to sustain our health in a, in a way that works for us as literally as long as we can. So if that means coming to Pilates twice a week, that means coming to Pilates twice a week whilst you do other things. So we're hard not of the opinion that Pilates is one size fits all at all. So we generally don't really recommend our folks come more than two or three times because we want a wider range of things that are happening in their lives. Um, it also means that in order to like health and fitness, unfortunately, still has the stigma of looking like a, a something, not what's actually healthy for you as a human being. So if we're trying to be a chiseled person well into our 60s, that might not be sustainable for you going forward. So what I start to think about then is, yes, we want to be super strong for as long as we can, but what does that look like right now? Because I think that the big thing that people get caught up with is being like other people. And that just doesn't work because everyone's, you know, biology is so different and that that's environment that's genetic makeup that's how we've trained for as long as you know whatever we've done so far has to all work for that particular human and if we're, we're holding ourselves accountable for like essentially making sure our nervous system is regulated and as good as it can be so that we can keep sustaining ourselves for as long as possible that's really what sustainability is it's not like taking the plastic out of the water it's very different to that um so I think in terms of exercise anyway which is this is this is you know that's my scope I'm not a nutritionist I'm not a doctor of any kind but if we're about to sustain our physical health then we can't be smashing ourselves with metcons every day because that's just going to push our anxiety higher and higher do strange things to our heart rate and everything compounds on itself and just breaks. Like I know what that's like because it happened to me. And I know that long-term I'm not going to be doing these heavy workouts all the time. I want to be doing something fun. I want to be doing something that makes my body feel good and I want to be getting strong. So if we're looking at it over a long period of time, that's actually what I'm trying to teach people without saying it, but I just said it. So we're teaching longevity. Not just, not just Pilates. And it's, I mean, when we think about 
the people who walk through the front door for the first time. I know that again, with the women that I see, and I'm sure the women that I've coached, the folks in your terms that I've coached in the gym, they're usually just trying to put one foot in front of the other. Like it, like longevity is not on their mind at all. It's this like, help me now. What do I just want to see the next? I just want to get out of pain and not get through the next month. Yeah. When you start to see that spark coming back, and again, the mm-hmm. imagery that I had in my mind was you at the top of like your skate ramp when you're like, holy shit, I'm doing this. Um, it's kind of what it's like. <laughs> so, right? Like you get to teach yeah. thing and they're like, I did that. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Took me like, it took me so long to drop in though, you know, like, and that's what people forget, like standing at the top of that ramp until you get the courage one day to go down the damn ramp. No, I, this is a very funny story. I got down <laughs> I got down the first drop-in at my house on my skate ramp with Alex standing there holding my hand while I had pillows tied to me just in case I stacked it really bad. It was the greatest. But there's, she's also the greatest win. There's a really good video of Alex cheering. It's so good. <laughs> anyway, it's like that. Back to the conversation. No, that is the conversation. You're absolutely yeah, right. Right. Like, Jess or I there is your cheer squad. It's strapping pillows to yourself like the when we see images of women or people doing these fucking amazing things Mm -hmm. we never acknowledge the stuff that it's taken to get there and so realizing that you just have to start realizing okay cool again you hear Jess and I maybe talk about longevity and performance that that is Mm -hmm. next the first thing is the foundation the basics getting Mm -hmm. through what it feels like to be in your body and especially if you've come from injury or illness and you your body doesn't feel like it somewhere you can be safe or it that you can't mm-hmm. you can move and you can be strong like it's such a foreign thing mm-hmm. but learning to do the repetitive movement and getting that to then go oh I wonder what's next and getting curious about exactly. that exactly exactly I think that's where people trip up because it's still this this, the society of stimulation, I've got to have this thing yesterday or I've got to have it, I've given myself a time limit. If I don't hit that time limit, then it's not working for me and being very stubborn with those ideas. So it's really, it's quite something to break that mindset and just go, you know what, I've just got to keep doing this thing and see where it takes me instead. Um, and it, like if you're, if you're living a very busy life, doing that is hard because you're scheduled down to the minute. So you've got to give yourself grace at times, just be able to, this is what I mean by slowing down. Like you have to slow down. Otherwise your body and your head can't catch up to each other. And you're never going to get anywhere if you're running all the time. What's the, there's one of my favorite sayings at the moment is if you're trying not to burn out, why are you living like you're on fire? Oh, oh. I like that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's a, like a lot. And again, mm. we're not going to remove stress. You're not going to remove all of the stress mm-hmm. from your life, but you can. And I think that's an unrealistic expectation if you're thinking that way too. Correct. But you can live with purpose and intention, still get the shit mm-hmm. you want to get done and feel strong on the other side. You just have to start looking at it from a different angle. Yes. That's the first step. So how is Go Slow born? Uh, not Go Slow, fucking good retreats. 
because Alex and I want to do something fucking awesome. <laughs> so like, You're not already Alex doing and I, fucking awesome. Yeah, I know. I think we've always, we've always had this innate desire to work with each other as well. So, and like our how how our time in Perth has been since 2020 has very like very much paralleled each other. Uh, we open our studios at the same time. They're not far away from each other. We we've relied on each other when we're both feeling, um, you know, like under stress or we can't figure out a problem. And through that and just being, you know, really good friends, like having a friend there with you is so good. And we got to the point where we're like, all right, it's time to give this, to give what both of us are, um, are giving to our people, to more people together as well. So then we, we were like, you know, let's just do a retreat. And I'm, I'm always like, yeah, let's just do it. Like do the thing, let's get it together and see where it takes us. And Alex is very good at the backfield. So we can't compliment each other beautifully. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like we work together so well and yeah, we just, all, all we want to do is just give more to people. Like we've built such good communities in ourselves and we know each other's communities as well, which is a very interesting thing for the Pilates industry who is generally at loggerheads against everyone else. And we're like, no, 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 we're literally joining forces. Like, <laughs> so it's a whole new thing um, to bring people together and give them good quality education so it's not like we don't give retreats where you do 600 classes a day and drink green smoothies. It's very education-based. Oh, especially on the retreats yes. that I'm going to help you run. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so it's, yeah, very, very education-based with moving that makes sense. And we work with people who we like to work with and who we believe in. And that speaks to, you know, that speaks to Nat who came with us the, on the first retreat and that speaks to you who is coming with us next year. And we also we also really want to work to bring the Pilates community even closer together and know that there's not, we don't have to be fighting each other all the time and because it, it's such a, it's like I think I think of it under like a 90s guys, like where everyone's a bit like, oh, like stay away from that person or stay away from that person and it's just it's really not necessary no we're all in it together and why why so why shouldn't we be you know um but yeah bringing putting putting fucking good retreats together is just a way that we can also give back to our communities or the wider community things that we're really passionate about and that we can at least educate them to move forward with better habits move forward with better habits boom yeah yeah I'm going to pick up on something that you I really wanted to go in and talk about more about the retreats but I'm going to go back and pick up something that you um your relationship with Alex (laughs) you know as we get older And I think, you know, values is something that you and I talk about a lot in Mm. our audiences and Mm -hmm. that, you know, finding community. Mm -hmm. When you start to go through, whether it's through Jess, through myself, whether you really start to do some work on yourself and understand yourself, you, it's, I think you realize how lonely you are and how much you have your own community around you, community Mm -hmm. that understands you, people that understand you. 
how did you and Alex meet? So Alex and I have been, have like a bit shipped in the night in Perth. So I walked into her job at a Pilates studio when she left. <laughs> how funny is that? That's and so then, funny. Yeah. And we, so we knew of each other for years before we actually met. And then really we started talking more on Instagram, I think while she was in Kuwait. So like the years before COVID and then COVID came down and Alex was like, dude, I'm coming to like, I'm coming back to live in Perth. Let's catch up. So we started catching up all the time and we weren't living far from each other. Um, We were both like, fuck, like we're going to start these studios. Here we go. And then it was really at one of the tomorrow woman events where they were talking about how we we need to be having conversation or do we have someone we can have hard conversations with or even just as a sounding board or to tell someone when we're not feeling good or um like look for backup and we just literally just went like dude let's catch up every week and just have these conversations so we do and this goes beyond business as well like when I'm feeling terrible I'll probably talk to her about it because I know that she's going to be a decent sounding board for me or if I'm having a good day or something excellent has happened we just want to you know catch up like teenagers we can do that too so we have this thing called dinner club every Friday and it literally happens every Friday (laughs) without doubt like it happens Oh my God, it's Friday. Um, you guys going out tonight? Yeah, we are. I don't know what we're doing today. Sometimes it's a bit YOLO, sometimes it's not. Yeah. Um, but we do it every week, whether we want to be there or not. And it's always a really good moment, even if it's just like an hour and we're, we just need to just have some time out or we're really excited about something or we're talking about a gig or like old music that we would have listened to, you know, like just stuff. Um, and it's it's really great to have someone that I can do that with. And not only that, like we're, we're, we are different. Like our values are the same, but like in personality, we're very different. And I think that's really fun because I look in, I look at things in a different way to she does and she looks at things differently to me. So it's nice to have that different perspective yeah 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 so that's how we met and that's the story of our lives (laughs) but that's the really cool thing and that's kind of what I wanted to bring light to is that you you know you talked about your journey a little bit how you were in music and then you um were a bit of a creative and you know Mm. you really started Pilates because your friend took you and then you know this winding path that you've taken to get here Mm -hmm. Like you followed your passion along the way and along the mm-hmm. way you got to meet these really fucking cool people. And even if you didn't actually get to meet them, you start dancing in that circle with those people and then yeah. you get to connect and you're like, hang on a minute. You go to these events together, like the tomorrow woman or, mm-hmm. you know, because they're things that you're interested in and you're like, oh, wow, like this person is actually going to be my person, not the people yeah. that you have been to high school with 20 years ago and that sort of yeah. thing. It's the people that you meet while you do the things you fucking enjoy. And Mm -hmm. I don't know whether, I don't know if you feel this way, but I know for me for a little bit, 
I felt a bit of guilt and shame around not having like long, you know, not staying friends with my high school friends, for example. Mm-hmm. They're not having the community I thought that I really wanted. But the more that I follow what I fucking love doing, which is mm-hmm. like the workshops and teaching women, you get to meet these fucking cool people and your world really starts to open up and you get these connections. And I'm just, you know, this was a conversation I wanted to have because I know that some of the women inside my coaching program at the moment are sort of going through that re-identity or, Mm -hmm. you know, defining their own identity at the moment. And so bringing in evidence that it's fucking possible to find your people when you do the thing, when you listen to the thing that you love. Yeah, that's super true. Um, it is hard. Like it's hard when you're, I think when you're like, when you're not in uni or high school anymore, meeting people who align with you seems harder. But then the, the question I have is, are they actually a people or are you just trying to? Because, exactly. Yeah. You're, just, you're trying to stick to people that aren't your people. And so you're yeah. like, it's really hard to connect. You're connecting with the wrong people. Yeah. that There it is. Like, and that's the truth. And, you know, you, you end up, you do find your people if you're open to finding them, but it's, you know, you're like relationships are dynamic. So it's not going to be like, I'm going to be friends with this person and that's it because that's not like, that's not how the, maybe in Barbie land, but not, <laughs> like not, not this land. And it does take time. Relationships take time. Like no matter whether it's your romantic relationships, but your friend relationships, your work relationships, they all take time to grow and un- you understand people when you give yourself the space and time to have that growth of relationship as well. So there's like another layer of the slow world, you know, like you yeah. have to give yourself, like it's all about giving yourself space and time because you can't force, you can't force anything to happen. That's really the truth. But nurturing the things that matter to you in terms of your values what your habits and understanding yourself if you understand yourself you can essentially have a relationship with anyone but and you know now I know whether someone else understands them or not themselves or not is a way more grammatical way to say that yeah yeah so I'm probably not like if you don't know what you're about it is harder for me to connect with you because I know that you're not there yet. Like, and that's okay. And I, but I want to see you get there and that will take time. Like, but Justin, and I have gotta, to ask you fucking uncomfortable questions and you're either also that, yeah, or not. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if you're not having uncomfortable conversations, find someone you can have them with without someone judging you for it. And I think, I know that I can give off the impression that I'm judging people, but I'm not. It's just that I understand where you're coming from. And I know that growing is hard and that self-identity is hard. So I think it gives it gives me the ability to understand, but from I can I get it from someone else's perspective, because I've been on the other side of that too, that you're you can just see people coming up against brick wall after brick wall after brick wall but at least they're going to the wall. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm, I'll be there on the other side when you're there. Yeah. Trust me. I'll be on the other side of the ceiling. 
<laughs> the ceiling that's I'm not like, really yeah, I'm like knocking down on the ceiling. <laughs> like, oh, come on. Come on yeah. <laughs> we have snacks over here. Yeah, we have like chocolate apricots from Adelaide. Did you like them? <laughs> my gosh. Everyone was like, oh my God, did you go to Adelaide? I'm like, no, my friend came from Adelaide. <laughs> no, Adelaide. Are they a thing? Are they an Adelaide thing? Yeah. Okay. That what did you think that I would just it. bring you a random packet of chocolate? Like, no, who knows? Bro. Who knows, dude? I'd be like, cool, I'm happy with anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I bought just a packet of uh, fruit chocs for those of you playing at home. And then I get there, we go to Friday night dinner club, and Jess is like, yeah, I'm not a dessert <laughs> person. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was another thing that Alex mash. taught me is how to be a dessert person. Those fucking donuts. Oh, man. So um, I did good. have a thought though, because if when yeah. I come to Perth, we're doing a Friday night, are we going to call it dinner club? Dinner night, we probably could. Friday night dinner club with Mel and we'll have candles <laughs> <laughs> and checkered tablecloths. I was just going to, I feel like a gentleman's lounge in mind there with like. That's exactly what I thought of. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should bring that red chair with you as to the red chair it's kind of that I know it's great my $15 <laughs> marketplace phone stop oh that is brilliant I'm into it <sighs> um Jess is there anything else you want to chat about oh all the things mate but like come on <laughs> I don't know <laughs> everything and everything's covered I think I think it is. We could do this for hours, but you know, we fucking could. And maybe I think yeah. when I think when I am in Perth next month, we might do a live one. You, me, and Alex, we'll we'll sit in the studio around a microphone and do a. I live have one. a microphone. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was one more question that I wanted to ask. So Jess has an absolute love for color, and you walk into her studio. It's not. Oh yeah. It is not a. <laughs> it is absolutely not your average Pilates studio. Like, down, not your average Pilates studio. It doesn't look like a tomb is what has how I describe it. It looks like. <laughs> it looks like playgroup for adults. Oh, God, now I feel like that's. It a- is playgroup for adults. That had like a swingers theme. <laughs> but like, you know, when like kindy gym, like kindy gym for adults what it is how did you like was that a no-brainer for you to bring those colors to life oh yeah definitely without a doubt that was how this it was always going to go um and I think uh slow space in Bali is going to be the the next variant of color in there as well so there's color just follows and like it's one of the things that brings me great joy is just vibrancy Yep. Because, like, if you see, like, think about it. When you see colours around, you're like, oh, like, what's that cool, bright purple light over there? You know, like, it's just so fun. And you'd want to hope that other people get joy out of that as well rather than, you know, a subdued white and grey situation slash palette. I mean. Color it- palette, like a muted colour palette. I don't know. That doesn't bring I've great joy. That. Yeah, most of the gyms that I've trained out are black. And right. 
one of them in particular, I will literally only train if it's a nice day and I can have the roller doors up and like there's all this natural light coming in. I will not train yeah. if I can't have the door open. Yeah. And I was thinking about uh, Athlete X and how it's got yeah. Yeah, sorry. Even though it's predominantly yeah. black, you've got this like vibrancy coming through. And I mean, yeah. the energy of the people in there, it just <laughs> vibrant itself. So, you know, there's that. It's such um, a vibe. So, yeah, I think even in, you know, if you're someone who's listening to this and, you know, I mean, honestly, if you're listening to this, you do probably go to a Pilates studio or a gym or something and you think, fuck, there needs to be more, there should be more than this, fucking follow that. Totally. Yeah, totally. Because there is more than that. And you don't have to submit to just taking what's there. Yep, exactly. You don't have to submit to just taking what's there. All right, we're going to wrap this up now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jess, I'm going to tag your go slow stuff in the show notes so perfect Jess and I are going to be hanging out in Perth together in October conveniently timed for the presets 20th anniversary tour as well yes uh hashtag hashtag I'm here with all of my people (laughs) no 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 um and then we're looking at bali dates for april next year so if you're looking to fucking start paying attention to performance and longevity and really looking after yourself mm-hmm. watch this slow space oh, so slow space is the bali studio that we're i know be jess. At. oh you made it fun i did that on purpose yes jess I love that. thank you thanks jess thanks friend <laughs>